Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the, on, the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device today to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where we wax poetic, of course, about the Arizona Cardinals. I am your co-host, Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who is never to be duplicated, always imitated. He played not only professional baseball, but he played in the National Football League as well. The one and only Ed Easy Smith. How you living, my brother? I'm good, man. Got to get my voice <laughs> down because you know who we got on with us. Yes, I do know. I do know. <laughs> So we, we bring on guests. And so one of the, somebody we're bringing on is a member of the Believe family, but he's real. He's just family. Cause even before we were Believe, he was still family. Besides that, he's our brother from another mother. He's the one and only casual E Earl Burnett. Uh, and you know, he does all kinds of stuff. Casualsports.com is what he primarily does. And he is continuing to grow his empire. That's K-A-Z-U-A-L-S-P-O-R-T-Z.com. What's up? Casual E. Going on, fellas. Hey, hey, congratulations, man. Old Irv got that TD. That yeah. Hey, he dropped yeah. one too, though. But yeah, that, ah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was proud of him, man. The family genes moving on. There right. we go. So we, so again, we bring you our version of recapping not only with what's going on uh, in the previous game, but also upcoming games. And so we bring you this two days a week. Mondays and Thursdays. So we appreciate you for telling a friend, subscribe, you know, where you see it online, all that stuff, like it. We're available on the Sirius XM app. So we have uh, Casual E here because he is knowledgeable. He breaks down film. I need to sit with Casual E now that he has his new kind of secluded studio and everything. I need to check that out to see uh, so I can break down film with him. But we're going to talk about the upcoming matchup with the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals with the welcoming in or wel- yeah, welcoming in the uh, Los Angeles Rams, their nemesis. Uh, this week to State Farm Stadium. So definitely want to recap that a little bit about that comeback win uh, that Ed and I talked about, uh, of course, in the, the after game reaction. So we'll talk about that a bit and kind of get some thoughts about that from from both Ed and Casual E. And then look ahead to how this kind of breaks down when we're talking about this matchup with the Los Angeles Rams. So let's get to it this way. The first thing, well, I want your thoughts. I want your thoughts. So we know that, and I'm going to start with you first, Casual E, your thoughts on that comeback win for the the Arizona Cardinals against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not really happy about that because that, of course, is my team. But are you encouraged by that comeback win, or does it still leave some questions for you based upon how that took place? I'm just curious on where you place that before we get into this matchup against with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Casual E, what you think? I might come from a different perspective on this. And uh, from what I see from this, what I gather from it is I can't see them, you know, fixing all things. There's still a lot of things that need to be fixed, of course, because it's just the beginning of the season. But that particular game gave me a little bit of encouragement when it comes to Kyler Murray as a leader, when it comes to Kyler Murray knowing 
he took over the game. I mean, literally took over the game. And I, when I say when I say that, I'm not I'm not just saying by his actions on the field. I'm talking about every aspect. He had the attitude that he was not going to let that team lose, and we haven't seen that. Mm. And that's a good characteristic for a elite quarterback is to just take hold of the reins, tell the team, get on my back, and I'm going to do what I got to do to get us this win. But not only that, I saw the kid reading defenses, mm-hmm. knowing where everybody was at every given time, and every pass he threw, he threw understanding where that ball was going and why it was going there. It was it was amazing. I'm like, wow, did this kid just grow up on us that quick? And I know it's one game. I know it's one half, I should say, because it wasn't a whole game. It was one half. But I was really encouraged to see him take hold of the reins and just say, look, I'm going to take over the game. And one other thing, his attitude of not giving up on plays or mm-hmm. or self-preservation wasn't there. Because, you know, last year, those sack, those runs would have been slides and getting down. The dude was going through, cutting back and putting out stiff arms and we never seen Kyler run like that. So I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit encouraged by going forward forward with what, what he's doing. And the team just followed him. The okay. team just followed him. So can that be can that translate to another game? We know momentum doesn't translate from game to game, but confidence can. Ah, there you go. Good. Good. Yes, confidence can. You you read my mind. That's what's up. So <laughs> so easy. What you what do you think about that in terms of looking back on that win? Is it are you encouraged or you still have some question marks uh, in in the in, in kind of as we look back on it? I would stamp what uh, brother Earl just said in terms of I was really encouraged by what I saw from Kyler Murray. Uh, rather than repeat what he said, I'll go ahead and give you a couple other uh, different avenues. I'm discouraged at the fact that we're down 20 to nothing lifeless after a, a first half. And that, you know, sprinkles over from the previous game where we were never in that one. You can't right. live by this sword because you're not going to be able to come back like this on a routine basis. Mm-hmm. So what I need to see is us come out a little stronger to start a game, not build a hole that big to have to come out of right. on the flip side of what uh, brother Earl said what Kyler Murray was doing, absolutely amazing. And I said earlier, I think in our podcast after the game, nobody else could do what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, there are very few, let's say, that could do what he did. Lamar Jackson, uh, it has to be that tight because not only was he dynamic in the throwing game, the scrambling and plays lasting 16 seconds and stuff like that, nobody else could do that, right? Here's the other problem I have, though. The fact that everything looked so unscripted, from a Kingsbury aspect, mm. you cannot rely on Kyler Murray basically to play backyard football. If you right. look at it, most of our like the things he were doing. Remember when we were younger and you go out and play football in the in the street and you say, <laughs> "Hey, I want you to go down to the mailbox Girl, and then cut a, <laughs> then cut across to the Pinto right there, and I'm gonna yeah. hit you right at the back, um, the the side view mirror right there, that type yeah. of stuff, and." I mean, you know, that you get out there and what dude runs down next. So he's running around and everybody's scrambling. That's, that's not, you can't do no such thing as a healthy. If that's your plan of attack, that is a bad plan of attack. So as far as being encouraged, I'm encouraged by a lot of things I saw from Murray of the, the leadership, you know, and here's the thing. One game does not a leader make. We all know that. 
We've right. had a lot of doubts about him for a while. Maybe this is the stepping stone that takes him to that next level or those steps to get to that next level. But right. we, we could see a reversion in a matter of one game. We, it's all remains to be seen. The positives I saw, kudos. The negatives I still need to see. You can't rely on Kyler Murray, uh, Kingsbury. you got to put a plan of attack so we're not, one, coming back from 20, and the other is maybe a little more concise in some of the calls you're making so guys are getting open and he's not waiting 16 seconds to try to make something happen. So, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So I want to, again, the slight look back before we look ahead to what comes up this week. But the number is 61 to 15. That's the snap count in terms of the difference from Isaiah Simmons from week one to week two. Um, so we know that Isaiah Simmons, I mean, he he was instrumental in, in getting that game-defining play in terms of causing that that turnover. But 61 to 15, we know in week one that he was uh, – he he had that – with that dot, the green dot on his helmet, so calling the, the plays defensively. And so, of course, with only 15 snaps, that would, that responsibility was not on him. Um, start with you, Ed. It, I mean, do we need to – do we need to see that that snap count come up maybe because he he didn't crumble and and go into a shell but at least he came up and made a, a defensive play in that overtime victory with the against the Raiders or kind of where where are your thoughts on that because it, this is a defense obviously had to step up for the team to be in it and I do think it's one of those things where you mentioned it on on the reaction uh, after the game. Did the was it a Raiders Raiders loss or a, or a Cardinals win? So it depends on how you look at it because I think the Raiders Carr and, and I'm sure Casual E will 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 stamp this. Carl let you back in some games and he definitely did that to the to the nth degree. But your thoughts on Simmons and just that the defensive side of things in terms of Simmons where he fits. I mean, uh, easy. What do you think? This is a huge step back for me because, you know, we went from, you know, like you mentioned, Jay, the potential of him calling the plays, wearing the green dot, uh, kind of a no-show in game one, and then to literally be benched uh, in a game like this when it's all hands on deck. Uh, you know, this wasn't a blowout on our end where they decided, well, let's just sit him. You know, this was where we needed every hand available. And the fact that he got – 15 total snaps, I think two tackles, something in that uh, uh, realm. Jay, this is this can't not be a positive, in my opinion, in any way. You might some might say, "Well, they're trying to light a fire under my." But when you once you start the season, there's no such thing as trying to light fires mm. because this is all you know. Every game, every snap counts because every win counts, and for them to be putting him on the sideline, I you know then you Jay or. So my thing is, you know, this is a big red flag. Uh, we'll we'll see how he rebounds this week. But this could be, I'm not going to say the beginning of the end, but this could be one of those situations where, you know, they might have to give, they might have some explaining to do with what's going on. You're sitting this young man, what's going on behind the scenes that we don't know about? Casually. Yeah, it's a big red flag, but the scope is pointing at the wrong person. Ooh. My, okay. Point it. Point it. I, 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 I come from this perspective, brothers, and um, this is the worst team, maybe one of the worst teams, at evaluating talent. Good they point. have had issue over, and oh, we've seen it, Hassan Reddick. We've seen all this hybrid stuff, and I, I'm so tired of hearing about this crap. This kid is a scrambled egg in his head right now. Ooh. You throw all this information, all this stuff from four, three, 
what, three to four different positions and expect him to come out there <laughs> and be the quarterback of the defense and still know the other positions that, that he's supposed to play. No, nah, no, nah, hold on, hold on, casually, he's a star backer. A star backer, <laughs> exactly. You put all that pressure on him, too. You want to add that to the dang on mix. And it's just, I, I just think this coaching staff just doesn't do a good job at putting people in the in their strongest points, in the strongest places where they can be they can be effective. You trying to tell me that Isaiah Simmons can't do one thing great out of the four things he knows how to do? Put him in one spot and stop being cheap and go spend the money on the other spots and leave Ooh. that kid in spot and let him do whatever spot he was playing when he made those two plays in that Raider game. That's the spot he should be playing. Mm. This is coaching staff bro period this, the, the coach this coaching staff is notorious for taking a guy from the college ranks looking at the tape seeing what he does excellent on tape that's why they wanted the draft and what they saw on tape and then they yeah. bring him here you know what he's fast so maybe he could do this he, he could do that he's long maybe he could do that and they start putting him on all these spots and we struggle all the time on defense put that's- the kid in one spot let him go that's Casual E from the Believe family and also CasualSports.com. So, so, and that's something that to that Ed has been saying all along in terms of just. Day one. And, and what's interesting, and I was going to bring this up, had he played well. So I'll, I'll say it because, you know, whatever. Because when you say jack of, jack of all trades and a master of none, but sometimes being a master of one can, yeah. cannot, cannot be you, having that balance to be able to be good at multiple things can be better than being a, a master of one. But in this case, he's not good at multiple things. At least well, let him get a, a master one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. master one. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what we've been preaching. You know, I, I, you put too much in his head. I like the fact that you talked about how his brain is scrambled right now too. Earl, yeah. I mean, you, you got a young man out there. You're not letting him settle on one thing, but yet you want him to know everything. Exactly. And, and then what you're seeing is he's a step behind in everything he's doing right now because he's thinking. He's not out there reacting and playing as a football player because they're trying to utilize him in too many different ways, and I totally agree with you there. Yeah, who, who, who's going to come out and bench the coach for lack of performance? Oh. No? I mean, it's not his fault all the way. I mean, maybe his effort's not there because he's ticked off at what he's had, you know, what took place, but still. All this right. coach staff's got to start maximizing talent. They just—they're just bad at it, man. They're just really bad at it. So I know we've been focusing on looking back, but I think you'll find that this all—this all is relevant, almost like a a preacher when he when he's trying to set it up before before the organs start playing. If you ever been to a Baptist church, but <laughs> I want before we get to the crescendo and talking about the Rams, you mentioned you mentioned the coaching. So as we we know that <laughs> I'm laughing and you'll understand why. If you touch the hem of Scott, of, of McVeigh's garment, then you know. Then of course you're anointed a couple of years ago, right? So <laughs> so so we know that Kingsbury had touched the hem of the garment. So therefore he gets to be. So he's he's in the position that he's in now, among other things. But what I'm asking is, in in casual e, I'll start with you because I mentioned this to Ed. Is that I was concerned about. There were so many. There were multiple times where the the play clock was running down, the calls getting in, and there's only 10, 15 seconds left, and they have to call a timeout. And it seems like they're rushing the they're rushing the play. Um, the yep. times where I mean, the, t- they had to take a, a penalty on a two point on a two point conversion because the play was late in calling in. What is your confidence level, or or how do you assess 
Cliff Kingsbury when it mm-hmm. comes to these play calls. And and for for those that don't know, Casual E coined the kind of the, the description of if there if you can f- figure out if you can vision, envision somebody holding that play card, uh, and and then their 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 fingers are kind of jittery and they're they're, they're nervous and they don't know what they're doing, is is what. I always think about when I see those play calls come in late. So I want your opinion, Casual E, before we break down this Rams game on on Cliff Kingsbury and his play calling or being able to be thinking one, two, three, four plays ahead. Ed, Ed can tell you better than I can. And Ed, you can attest to this. The troops follow the leader, right? Yes. When it comes to team sports, every game, when this game starts, just, just, Everybody out there can probably say, you know what, you're right after the fact. Take a look at what Cliff Kingsbury looks at at the beginning of every game. That dude looks like the most nervous guy on the field. Mm. It's just this nervous wreck. He just like he can't stay still. He's nervous. He's, he's pacing and, and 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 your teammates, people are looking at you like, dude, this dude ain't he ain't confident. <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> and and he and he play calls the same way. Mm. Dude, calm down. Calm yourself down. I mean, little small things like maybe this this might not be that big of a deal, but you, in the Chiefs game, we got the coin toss and deferred to a hot offense, and then we come back the next week and defer to a hot offense. It's just simple little things. Take the freaking uh, coin toss, get the ball, get your offense going. Don't play from behind. Let's try to play ahead. Let's try to at least. I mean, right. this guy is coaching scared. And the team is following planes. My man. I'm telling you, it's just that clear. I can, I, I, maybe it's just that's his style or whatever, but after a while, he gets comfortable like, oh, whew, I'm not scared anymore. Hey. <laughs> and then he starts to make calls. And it, oh. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I don't think this guy's got the NFL game down coach wise. I think he's still hanging on and still in that college ranks of coaching still. And some of that stuff, some of that stuff ain't translated to NFL coaching yet. Ed, what you got? Well, you know, Earl hit it right on the head there. This is year four for Kingsbury. Yes. This was his rookie year. We could still say, you know, he's trying to figure right. it out. Bro, this is year four. There's no time to be still trying to figure it out. Man. And that, that goes along with game planning, making yep. adjustments. Uh, we're putting the right people in the right places, mm. you know, just overall being the CEO of this organization. You can tell he's still just trying to figure it out. And right. what's to say four years in, bro, he just might not be able to ever figure it out. So you're That's- always going to get exactly what he is, which is a dude that probably is best as a coordinator. You know, yep. if you just gave him the title of coordinator and said, Cliff, go do our offense. Bruh, he might have you, you know, scoring 40 points a game. Right. Right right. now, because he has the title of HC, it might just be a little too much. And the the crazy part is we're seeing this around the league right now. We're seeing up in Denver and other places where just because you're a good or great coordinator does not make you all of a sudden, well, he's got to be a great head coach. Look what he's done with the offense. And there's so much that goes into being an HC that, hey, after four years and, you know, Cardinals, fans, you know, we locked this dude until 27 with these uh, uh, extensions and stuff like that. So you might as well get used right. to him sitting over there on the sideline for a while. But when it's all said and done, and here's the thing, I'm not in his position. He's done a lot to get there. 
But just because you got there doesn't mean you're supposed to be there in some instances. Ooh. And we're going to find out over the course of these next bunch of games and and even, I guess, if we're tapped in this long, these next few seasons, to, to find out if he's here for the long stay or if he is just a coordinator. But as Earl said, I'm still – and we talk about this all the time. This is nothing new. I'm still waiting to see Cliff Kingsbury, the ultimate CEO, uh, and taking control of this, not just this offense, but this team in general. How long are we going to sit – and here's one, son Jay. I'll throw this at both of you. We didn't even talk about that almost bonehead play at the end of the game after the scoop and score. Something mm-hmm. like that should not be tolerated. That's yeah. something that a head coach after the game, even though we got away with one, he would he would acknowledge that and almost like you know when you were a kid, it was like, all right, you got away with one this time around. Try that again. Let's see. But there's I don't see guys. I don't necessarily respect respecting the 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 badge but i just like i said there's some behavior and traits to this team and organization that you can only make assumptions on because we're not in the locker rooms but i'm looking from the outside in but also have been in some of those locker rooms i cliff kingsbury does not impress me as a leader and definitely not as a play caller in terms of having all hands on you know you know everything under his uh tutelage so So, yeah, so we so we might have to have casual E up on our radio show uh, that we have every Saturday from 10 to 12 here in the Phoenix area. But to talk to get more into that. But let me ask. Let me say this. So let's let's transition. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's. So as the the nemesis or the the kryptonite to one of the one of the kryptonites to to Cliff Kingsbury has been the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, We we have that that taste of the, of that defeat in the playoffs. We know they beat them last season, one game, they lost one game during the reg, you know, so they were one-on-one during the regular season last season, but then there's definitely that beat down that we had at the hands of the Rams last, last season. Um, so start with you, Ed, what, how do you see, what, what's your vision of this game? How can the Cardinals win? Before we get to the predictions, what do the Cardinals need to do to be victorious against the Rams as they welcome them into State Farm Stadium this Sunday? I hate to state the obvious, but you can't come out of the locker room flat like we had in these first two games, be down at any point, 20 points or somewhere in that area. Or how about let's stop their offense on the first drive and not let them score (laughs) touchdowns, that type of thing. You know, we start giving it up that easy. Now you're climbing uphill. I mean, that just makes the, the task that much harder. So first things first, you got to get a good start in this game, whether, you know, take Earl's advice, we take the ball first instead of deferring this time around if we happen to win the, the, the coin toss. Other thing, man, you got to stay with a stick and stay with a game plan. Our running game, we've kind of had to get away from it to a certain degree. Uh, circumstances dictated. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the game from the start, I mean, you gotta, you gotta run the ball. We gotta control the ball. 143 I, yards last game. So at least that, that, that stands true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of it, you know, when you look at what Kyler did and some of, we, we, we dodged true. the bullet for the most part, but true. I can say get a game plan. And here's where I'm a little scared because you mentioned the, the uh, kryptonite McVay. He's got a, he's got a hold on, uh, uh, Kingsbury. And I'm not sure whether Kingsbury, maybe a little nervous in these matchups because that is his mentor, if you want to call it that. It's almost like the the sensei trying to outdo the master. That's like me being the master and you being 
And, and you be in the oh, go ahead, go ahead. Doc. <laughs> but, but you know, I you know I always want to be like you, Jay. So you know, <laughs> hey, I, I can't I can't deny that. So yeah, I, I try to bite your rhymes every now and then and stuff like that. But you know, what can you do? You know. But in this instance, Kingsbury really, like I said, it's almost like he tries too hard against mm. the Rams because this is he's got a show. You know, this is where I came from. I can't let him continue to do me like he's doing me. It's like little brother against the big brother. Right. You yeah. never want to give, you know, you, you want to do whatever you can. You know, you talk about them backyard brawls, bro. Yes, sir. You know, almost beating each other to death. Mama look out the back window. Y'all just going at it. Just want to destroy each other because little brother wants to be bigger than big brother. And yeah. big brother, definitely, he's going to pull out all the stops, make sure he keeps that thumb, which uh, it seems like Nevei, has that edge right now. So we'll see. Like I said, game plan. And I'll, I'll cut this off here. Got to have a good game plan. Got to stick with the game plan and then make adjustments. And that goes in all facets of the game. You got to run the ball. You got to throw the ball. We got to get a little more vertical with our passing game. Yeah. Kyle had like 30 some odd uh, completions for 277 yards. Come on, bro. You got you to gotta get a little more vertical than that. I mean, I know it's a nice number, but when you throw it 49 times, I gotta have a little more than 277 yards. That's because people look at the, the, the number. They say, Oh, that's a lot. That's a big number of yards. Well, you, we didn't yeah. tell you all the other stuff, but go yeah. ahead. Casually, what you got? Yeah. I mean, pretty much what Ed's saying, you have to have a game plan. But the first thing for K- Cliff Kingsbury, you got to come in this game and coach this game to where it's the Cardinals versus the Rams, not Ooh. Cliff. Bay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Say that as again. As soon as he starts that Cliff versus McVay, that's where everything's going to go downhill because when he doesn't play call correctly, he's nervous. Like I said earlier, it's, I got to beat this guy. So now you're pressing coach this game as the Cardinals versus the Rams. Take everything that was your strength that you see you do good against this team. Make that the game plan. You ran the ball great when you beat them in week four last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Run football. Do you see our running game right now? looks pretty damn good. If I, in my opinion, Williams, uh, Eno and Connor all run the same hard. They run with a reckless abandon. Run the football. You have to start to wear Aaron Donald down a little bit. That's the other thing that's a part where this game is going as well. Kyler Murray has to also get out of the psyche that Aaron Donald's in the middle. Mm. Play the game the same way you played that half. Cardinals versus Rams, not Kyler versus Aaron Don- Don- Donald. If it's that again, Kyler's focus is going to come off the team. It's going to be on that guy in the middle, and then all things are going to go downhill again. This is just how it goes. So run the football, and Kyler stay reckless, abandoning him, no fear, and they'll be okay in this game. Can I say one last Rams thing? Have, the, Rams have, the Rams have issues right now. They got a lot of issues right now. This is a good time to take advantage of where they are right now. There you go. What you got, Ed? I just wanted to remind Earl how not easy it is to forget about somebody like Aaron Donald. Uh, when I, when I, that reminds me, like I saw Michael Strahan on how he did a uh, Dan Patrick yesterday and I saw him and I still have memories about lying at watching film on him all week, knowing I was getting ready to face him. That, that, that it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> Well, real quick, what I want to point out something. So, so again, before we get to predictions, we just got a cup, like a minute for for everybody to to reply on this one. Dorch has been doing a really good job. It seems like that's the the safety valve. I am concerned because the second round draft pick, Trey McBride, hasn't been getting on the field, and also Marquise Brown. It seems that he's not getting a lot of targets. And I know that going into week one. 
Casual E said, you better watch, you better watch for Trey McBride. Better watch for three McBride, but I'm just saying. So, Casual E, what what's your thoughts on Brown and McBride in terms of their usage, real quick? Well, it's pretty simple. McBride can't get on the field because of the scheme. He's not picked it up yet. Let's that's just call it what it is. He hasn't picked up the blocking okay. scheme and all those things. It's just that simple. Because if you can get Anderson on the field when it's supposed to be McBride, then something's going wrong with within in, in that playbook. That, mm. That's all I can that's all I can see from that. Okay, and what about Brown? Oh, Brown. Uh, Brown, I think he's him and Kyler are still still trying to connect. Everybody thinks it's just going to be easy because he was with them in Oklahoma. They're just going to come and click, click, click. That is, that's not how it works in the NFL. I mean, please, you still have to have this. It's a different game plan. It's a different route tree. All these things. You still have to have that connection by continuing to practice. And I think he'll be all right. He just got to catch the damn ball. Everybody don't understand <laughs> That sometimes he was he was he was a really he dropped a lot of balls in Baltimore. Right. Don't don't forget that he did. He dropped a lot of key bombs that landed right in his hands, and he dropped. So I like Greg Dortch, though, man. He's I don't think it's gonna, it's going to be hard to get that kid off the field. Yeah, when I'm impressed. Uh, other kid's name comes back. The fast kid we just picked up in the draft. Uh, uh, more. Okay. Come right. Yeah. More comes back. What do you do with Greg Dortch? You can't take that kid off the field. He's producing. All right, so what you got, Ed? What you got? What you got on? What you got on my my Brown and my McBride, homie? I'll keep it short. I, I McBride McBride's still just trying to figure it out. He'll, he'll get yeah. up to speed eventually. Uh, for me, I just wonder, man, what we could have used that first round pick <laughs> that we gave away for Marquise Brown, man. Yeah. I, what we could have got an offensive lineman. We could have yeah. got all right, Ed's Rusher. Look, man, I mean, you know, look. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, right. he, he, you know, obviously he has not made an impact yet, <laughs> you know, as a number one, supposedly number one receiver while Hopkins oh my is God. You know, sitting watching games on the couch, you know, so we, he's we got love. four weeks. To, he's got four weeks to do it, right. though, because, you yeah. know, by then we'll have Hopkins back and then he can move <laughs> to the numbers two spot as, you know, he probably is in the first place. But we did give up a first round pick for him. So, you know, oh, my good. God. So, all right. So predictions real quick. I, I love y'all. I love y'all. Y'all make my job easy. So predictions on the, on the matchup. This is the, and I'll stick because the first quarter of the season, I'm sticking the, the, the Cardinals will lose to the Rams in terms of how I predicted. I think, I think it might be a blowout. 31 17 is what I predict. What you got casual E. Oh, wow. 31 17. Wow. I, I think they can catch the Rams off guard in this one and make it a close fight, mm. but. That game that a left turn takes the season to an eight nine season, or a right turn takes the season to a good ten win season. This is going to be the key game right here. This is your this is your if you make the playoffs game right here. This early. this early, yep. My brother, what you got, Ed? I, you know I, I'm impressed by you so far. I know you picked against the grain your own team last week with Sergi Wright, and that's why the Cardinals <laughs> did win that one. So you're up one uh, victory right now. I will say this much: I'm not. Uh, we dodged a bullet last yes. week. Should be officially over two. That's not how it plays. We won the game. We're one and one. This one, you know, I did pick the Rams in this one. I'm going to go 27-24. I do think they keep it close. Field goal game. But I think the edge goes to McVay coaching-wise. He'll figure something out that we haven't uh, prepared for or we don't make an adjustment to get us over the hump in this one. So make sure you uh you you stay in touch with our with our brother Casual E Earl Burnett. 
K-A-Z-U-A-L-S-P-O-R-T-Z.com. And also he is in the Believe Network. He does, you know, the, the, with the, with the Phoenix Suns. And so he has a lot to talk about, especially recently. We get into that. We get into that on Saturday or something like that. And so as always, we are presented by Bet Online as, as we always like to say, tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. Um, we are, you can catch us on Sirius, the Sirius XM app. You can always catch us on uh, Believe.com. Search Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. That's B-L-E-A-V. Go to easysportstalk.com, and then you will also find us there and wherever you find your, your podcast. But as we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.